You're listening to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side, taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino. Welcome back, The Other Siders. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the cart to my wheel, Mr. Rufino. Say hi. Hello. And today we have a special guest, so I'd like to introduce Miss Anna Meeks. Say hi, Anna. Hello. 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 Welcome. We're so excited to have you here. <laughs> Yay. I'm excited little- to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today, and what our agenda is for this conversation is really around uh, coming back from the crisis and preparing yourself prior to coming back and going into the workforce. And then also uh, what tools do we have to help you with that? And what things should you be looking out for or be prepared for prior to going into work? And really, I think this is tailored towards the service industry, which could be restaurants, bars, uh, salons, spas, uh, massage therapists. Um, what other businesses come to mind for you guys? Yeah, like nail technicians. Mm-hmm. You're, oh, All yes. Kind of I miss my girl yeah. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Jeff, any that comes to mind for you? I would say any like consultative sales, like auto sales i mean some of them are open oh that's a good call car salesman yeah but they're not getting as much traffic as they were right right because everybody's getting like four weeks to the gallon right now (laughs) (laughs) so that makes sense all right very cool so let's start out by talking about what challenges come to the top of our heads that we already like foresee these people having before they go back to work um i think for me the first thing that comes to mind is having people as their customers, right? Because I I think some people will wait for the first wave of crowd to go out into the world and see that they don't disintegrate before they go ahead and venture out into the world themselves and go back to work or go in as a customer or a client or as as a guest. So I think the challenge might be, do you have enough um, people to justify having the workers there? I agree. You know, I took my kids to go get ice cream yesterday because it was beautiful out. And we went to the ice cream stand and they had it all taped off. So you had to be six feet apart. Mm -hmm. But this little old lady walked over to me and started talking. I was like, oh, my gosh, like she was out of her space. So you're absolutely (laughs) right. Like, get back on your line. Yeah. (laughs) Get on your line, lady. Like, it was just crazy to think about, like, the crowds. So... You're right. Well, it's funny because I had to go to CVS uh, to pick up a prescription. And again, they have it taped off the six foot distance. And then there's plexiglass like everywhere in front of the registers uh, by the pharmacy and then in front of the cashiers at the front of the store. And I'm like, okay, they have the card swiper on the front table. And I'm wondering how often they're disinfecting that if they have the plexiglass and the masks and everything like it's a whole new world out there and it's it's freaky but then I kind of look at it and I'm like I find humor in it because that's what I do anytime that I'm stressed I try to find some sort of humor and I'm just like 
you know, does the plexiglass really save you, though, if you still have like eight feet of overhead above it? Like, is it it's still an airborne disease and you still have holes in it? So (laughs) (laughs) what I mean, like, did it save you at a buffet? Probably not. Right. Right. I don't know. Right. Sure didn't save me from food poisoning at buffets. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so I, I think kind of navigating in the world where masks and plexiglass and being taped off and staying six feet away, I think part of that's going to come with customer service issues that, you know, they're going to have to anticipate on (laughs) almost like a hostage negotiation in how do you like make sure that the customers aren't, I mean, they're going to come in already stressed, but how do you make sure they're not taking that out on the next customer and causing a scene or taking that Mm -hmm. on your staff? I would mm-hmm. say uh, it, it may be a good idea to just find the humor in it. Like you said, you, you would do it in your day-to-day life. Some people just need that levity, right? Just that moment of it's not that serious. Like, hey, look at what, look what's going on, right? And that might lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So I think um, emotions are going to be high. I think there's going to be, like, nervousness there. I, I did see a post... And I'm curious on your opinion on this, that uh, from like the beauty industry, uh, people were wondering, should they invite people in with even more of a discount to get people through the door? What are your thoughts on that? I think that's interesting, right? Because for the beauty industry, we are, we visibly can see that people need us more than ever. Oh, yeah. You know, and (laughs) I mean, regrowth used to be like, a quarter of an inch now it's like a mile long so it's not really but but you know it, it, feels it changes like the service to too yeah, yeah it uh-huh. does and and i think you know you go to the grocery store you don't discount the milk because they know you need it right. i don't think your services should be that way either you are so essential to a lot of people for yeah. their mental health and their physical well-being that discounting in my opinion um I don't necessarily believe that that's the the road that we should be going on. You know, I think that's a good point, especially because we have people that are now behind on their bills, possibly, or even that they don't have a job to go back to because maybe their business shut down. Uh, I think especially mom and pop shops, you know, if we're talking about people that were servers or hostesses or host or a bartender of a mom and pop's location that was popular, it might not have survived. So um, a couple of things there is that not only am I now now behind on my bills because I wasn't bringing in those tips or, you know, that paycheck, but now I have no place to go to. So that's going to be another concern. Um, It will, you know. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Because I think about, you know, that makes me automatically think about your budgeting. What we're budgeting for now is what food and your electricity in your house or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but budgeting for what does the world look like when we actually get to go into it and start being active inside it again. What, what is that? What is our new budget going to be and how do we figure that out? Right. And then also don't forget the overspending some people might've done while they're stuck at home on the computer, you know, because sometimes your anxiety causes you to shop because it just makes you feel a little bit more normal, but that's money. Maybe you didn't have to spend in that time. What are your thoughts, Jeff? Um, I think when you say budgeting, I also think of like businesses that open 
And how do you address having like a false start? Like if you open up and you go a week with no foot traffic, no clients, no no customers, right? Are you? Do you have a plan, a contingency plan to close back down just in case? Mm. Um, you know, because mm. it, sometimes it's too expensive to stay open, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are, like I said, you might have a bunch of people that want to stay home and let the first wave hit. Yeah, it's, you know? it's not. It's not like there's a a formula, like a science. This isn't something that we've really been through in this era, where now, oh, okay, Friday, everybody's gonna go outside. Mm-hmm. When 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 it does get declared, like, hey, go outside now, you're still gonna have potentially a lot of people that are gonna say, well, let me let me wait. You know, that brings up a thought for me in that we're always taught the customer is always right. Right. Because we depend on customers, no matter the business that you're in. And at this point, we're going to be able to turn down customers and tell them, no, we can't service you because you're either coughing in my face or you look like clammy. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned about your health. And, you know, that's going to be a delicate issue. And I think that's something that leaders have to take into consideration on how are they going to provide a training to their teams on what they can say to a customer, how do you say it politely? How do you not freak out? And, you know, how do you also say it with, without, I guess, challenging like a HIPAA law as far as the person's health, but also in that, you know, you may have a heart condition, but I don't know that for sure. But today is not the day for you to be in my business, mm-hmm. right? Um, just because I feel uh, concerned for everybody's health involved. And that's going to be very tricky to navigate. What are your thoughts, Anna? I think it, it could be tricky, right? But it brings me to a, a couple episodes ago that you guys talked about. I think Jeff brought up like emotional intelligence and speaking on how are we getting smarter about how we're um, interacting with other people? How are we really using technology to our favor? How are we creating our day a little bit differently? So when we have our guest or our customer walk in the door, we already understand maybe 75 to 80 percent of that need so we can really help them um fill in that other gap so i think we can yeah it's kind of scary someone might have like a heart condition but how do we create a relationship with somebody ahead of time right and hopefully at prior to all this there was some sort of social interaction on you know uh social uh, media page or through emails where the business was already communicating with their customers. And we can, like, I guess, hit it head on by sending out emails to those customers where they already have an idea of what it's going to look like so that the employees on the front line aren't getting hit with all those customers first that are going to be annoyed <laughs> that they're yeah. being like health checked at, you know, a restaurant versus at the doctor's office. Yeah. Yeah, because it's everybody's safety. Right. Absolutely. So, okay, I think that ties in with emotions and also just verbiage. Um, Another thing that I think about is, you know, just going back to what if your job is not there anymore? I think some of some of the people listening might have found out already that their job isn't there anymore. And Mm -hmm. so they've been taking it on themselves to kind of run a home business depending on what industry they're in, you know, just in order to make money, either they're going to uh, someone's house to take care of them, or maybe the person's coming to their house to take care of them. So 
uh, you know, that makes me think of what habits have you created or what have you set as standards with that person that they're going to now expect you to do that all the time. And not just that, but like during the break when people, some people say we, we talked about like nail technicians, people in the beauty industry, they might be doing their job from home even though they have a place to go back to mm. just to kind of make ends meet. And that sets sets a different standard as in you don't have a schedule. You um, don't have to wait turns and, you know, all the cycle stuff that, that people do in these industries. And you get cash in hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what what expectations are you setting with, with that? Like, are you prepared for those habits as a leader or a, or a business owner to come back to your business, resetting those, those standards and those expectations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anna, what are you going to us? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I agree with Jeff on that because I was just talking to uh, my Chris today and him and I both woke up this morning. We're like, we can't do this anymore. Like even like your sleeping habits, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what time you go to bed, what time you wake up? Because I know that when we get an opportunity to go out and actually go back and do what we love because what I've been doing is I've been going to people's homes like I've been helping in homes and when that starts back up again oh my gosh like I if they told me tomorrow okay world's open get it together let's go out and get this world going again I would have a rough time yeah because our habits have changed Mm -hmm. so well it's it's almost like you've become if you haven't before, you're your own boss at home, right? You set your own schedule, whether, you know, you're waking up late and and working late or just coming up with ideas at a different point in time. Or, you know, maybe you're not getting dressed for the day and you're sitting in the same pajamas for three days, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't know anybody like that at all. Or you just wear a dress shirt and no pants. Right, like, yeah. depending no on knows the difference. <laughs> Especially on video calls, Right. <laughs> Right. Or, you know, it's or today's a I don't feel like it day. And so you just don't do anything. Yeah. And there's nobody that you're accountable to except for yourself. So mm-hmm. now people are, you know, it's been maybe like four or five weeks at this point. I can't believe how much it's flown by. And you got so used to your brain telling you what life is going to look like. And now you're going to be reporting to somebody again. So what is your emotions look like when somebody tells you you're late? at 9.30 when you were supposed to be there at 9 while, you know, for the past five weeks you haven't told yourself you were late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think someone a while ago told me it takes 21 days to change a habit. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, I'll tell you what. I changed my <laughs> habits real quick. <laughs> I'll start working another 21 days. Right, I have some things right. I have to change again. <laughs> I need 21 days. Thank you for my notice. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Um, and then I think about, you know, the owners of the business uh, anyway, like, do they, how are they going to figure out how to fund opening the business again? Because they haven't been bringing in money, you know, have they worked things out with the vendors that they have or, um, you know, even marketing, they may not have that cash to do any marketing to outside customers to come in for the employees to come in and work. So you know, how do they prepare for their business uh, opening and how do they prepare for the future? And I think about the state that I'm in, we're in Florida, you know, we're going right into hurricane season and right after COVID. Awesome. So, you know, there's no day like today to prepare for something like that. 
Uh, Jeff, your thoughts? Um, I want to go back to how you said that, you know, the cust- we, we get told that the customer is always right. And there are customers out there that may not want to be um, subject to whatever health safeguards you put in place. But there are other customers out there that are the opposite extreme, that they see somebody and maybe they just ran into the place and they're out of breath. They're not coughing. Mm-hmm. They're not feverish. And they look at that person and they're like, and then they look at whoever's in charge and they're like, you're not going to do anything about that. Mm. And so how do you set that standard that we're not we don't have to be hypochondriacs for the people around us? We want to be safe, but we don't want to go chasing down every weird symptom and play Dr. House, you know, and Mm -hmm. just assume that everybody's sick. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some people have something that you might think is something, but get your customers to trust your judgment when it comes to keeping them safe. Yeah. And I think that'll go back to the communication and uh, different platforms that they have to communicate with the customer before they walk in the door. And that, you know, if you're not feeling well, if you're uh, having any of the symptoms, please stay at home. We'll be here for you. Come back when you're feeling better. We wish you well. That sort of thing. Um, I had to uh, verify that I have an appointment this week with my doctor. And I'm talking with the woman on the phone who's verifying it with me. And she says, you know, Tiff, I I have, I don't know. And she's stuttering. <laughs> she's stammering. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm not sick. I don't have a cough. She's like, I really don't know how to ask this. She said, I've been able to say it on the phone because most people don't pick up their phone. She said, but I haven't really rehearsed what to say to somebody who actually answers their phone. <laughs> you know, like, how do I ask them, have you been out of the country if you have a cough? And this is somebody that's working in a doctor's office that still feels uncomfortable putting somebody in a position to share their symptoms, you know, because she's not the doctor and she's mm-hmm. not a nurse. She's in the reception area, but still she has to make it clear that, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not feeling good, wait until you are before you come in. Oh, my doctor does not care. They will <laughs> shove a thermometer right on you, in your mouth, on your forehead, right at the front door. I know I went there and they were, I just, I, I was just looking for paperwork and they were just like, eh. Come here. (laughs) It's almost like I think back in the day, you know, us being New Yorkers and being from like a highly populated area when they started installing metal detectors, you know, and that was a whole new world back Mm -hmm. in that time where you're like, gosh, if I even walk in with something that's metal, I'm just going to be, you know, ringing alarms everywhere and people are going to think I'm ready to, you know, do something terrible. And that's. But we adjusted to that, and now that's the new norm. And now, or this those is- alarms at the like you know in Target or Walmart, they weren't always there. But when they, I remember when they started becoming a thing, where mm-hmm. you had tags on clothes and things like that. Yeah, and then you found out how really efficient your employees were at removing those, or, <laughs> or <not. laughs> how efficient you were at removing those. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, anything else come up for you that you think is a concern or something that people should have in the back of their mind before they go back out into the world? I just think about, you know, when someone tells you, okay, when we go in here, no coughing, no sneezing, don't touch your face. Mm-hmm. What happens to you? I touch my face you so get, much. Like, I never realized. <laughs> like things start crawling on you that you never thought were ever mm-hmm. there. So you like, it's like we have to come with a level of a little bit of understanding and care Yeah. when it, we go back into the world. Like some people might just have a cough because they're not supposed to cough. Like it's not like they have coronavirus and it's going everywhere. It's, 
it's just like the tickle, the nervous tickle that happens mm. in your throat. So yeah. just being aware. And if you know that you are that person, because I know that I'm that person, like I am, don't tell me to touch my eye and my eye itches. So, <laughs> or, and you know that there's an itch and it just kind of multiplies all over your body. Like come with, be prepared. Not everybody understands. That's why we have commercials of how to wash your hands properly. Not everybody understands that, you know, if you have an itch, prepare yourself, take your hand sanitizer. I know it's like gold right now, but Take your hand sanitizer, take a wipe or take something and make sure you have hygienic uh, material with you. So when you go out into the world, you don't run the risk of contaminating other people. That's uh, a great point because that ties into what I was going to ask next. And I'm curious on uh, both of your thoughts on this. Is it the business's responsibility to provide hand sanitizer, Lysol wipes or masks Um, for any industry or no industry, you know, like I think about, all right, if you're going to sit in my chair and I'm a hairstylist, is it my responsibility to provide you with a mask or is it your responsibility to bring one? Just for example, what are your thoughts? I think for me, um, like if I go to the grocery store, I'm using equipment that they've already provided. I would expect to have a wipey there, even though I would have my own. But I would expect to see that just for people that don't plan ahead. As for like a, a bar stool or something like that, I would expect to have it already be prepared for the next use, mm-hmm. um, whether it be wiping it down, sanitizing it. But when it comes to a mask, I don't know. I don't think that that's something that I would need to provide for, for you because you walked in with your face, right? <laughs> I didn't provide that for you. <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't. So... I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a great point. I like I love how you put that. You know, if you're providing the equipment, you should provide the cleaning for that equipment. That's a that's a great point. I have kind of down the same line, but I I, I can kind of see where a business wouldn't do it. I agree with you that they should, but for a different reason. And it's this term like in business there's a lot of different things that they use. Uh, my favorite one is Langyap, is like giving somebody a little extra. And it's just... Spell un- that for our, our audience. I think it's L-A-G-N-I-A-P-P-E. I remember you sharing that with me one time. Now, is that an actual word or is it an acronym? No, it's a it's a word. Um, okay. And I think... It, are you just making things up or you don't... <laughs> if you look it up, it is a thing. And it, I think... I'm it, looking it up right now. I'm Googling it. I think it comes from like um, like the New Orleans, uh, like Creole. Nolans. Nolans. Not New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. Um, but it's, it's the idea of like when you go to the butcher oh. shop and you get a pound of meat, they put like the trimmings in for free or put, give you like some, yes. a little extra give stuff. Give them the pickle. That the was definition is something given as a bonus or extra gift. So oh. going above and beyond. Like yeah. a baker's dozen. And especially in, in <laughs> these times when you, when you have customers come in and you haven't had customers in a long time, you want to let them know that they're appreciated, right? They didn't have to, especially in the first few weeks, whoever goes out and goes to your store, they didn't have to do that. Mm. They could, st- I mean, they're, it's like you said, everybody's now used to the routine of I wake up, I brush my teeth. 
and I watch Netflix. And then or, I go back to bed. <laughs> and then I yeah, and then I go right back to bed or I do nothing. So or I use uh, services that deliver my groceries or mm. I use Amazon. So if somebody's going out, yeah, they might have been stir crazy, but it was just as easy for them to stay home. So you want to do something to let them know like, hey, I'm, I'm glad you came. You know, that's a good point, too. I didn't even think about the people that deliver groceries because I'm sure their business has grown tremendously with mm-hmm. uh, especially with our county specifically being uh, shut down and limited, you know, stay home order. Um, I wonder if people got used to having their groceries delivered or if they're going to want to do it themselves moving forward because they want to be out and about. So how does that business shift and the same thing for restaurants everybody's not everybody but the majority of us are getting used to having home-cooked meals and realizing how much we spent when we went out to restaurants versus you know what like this has lasted us almost all week and we've been able to create all these different things and it's been a family night so even those routines have changed and you know the business could flip-flop after we open versus you know prior to or when this all started Um, I think there are a lot of tools that can help support a business when they are looking to reopen, but also individuals when they're going back to work, even if they had to change their field of business or uh, change the location, but stuff to get them in the right mindset of, um, well, I'm going to toss it to you, Anna, because my mind is starting to go a different way. And I know that you'll bring this home for us, but let's talk about the thoughts that you had around how to have somebody prepare for uh, going back. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, I woke like, literally, I woke up like, I want to say it was like three weeks ago and I was like, Oh my gosh, if I was someone in the service industry and the world opens, like how would I even know? Like I'm coming from a life of, spending time with my family and being around each other 24 seven and my kids enjoying us all sitting at a table together for dinner and being able to play outside. And if the light uh, switch gets turned on tomorrow, I don't want to be behind the chair for 24 hours a day. I don't want to do that seven days a week. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to do that. And you might not be able to if schools are closed. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, how can I help people that feel like this is what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to do hair at 2 a.m. because they need that $100. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I help them figure this out before they turn the light on? How do we get prepared? So that's something that I'm working on now. And um, I created a website, and I have um, my first ever live challenge starting this Wednesday, the 29th. Okay, so wait, let's go back to that. So talk to us about this live challenge. What's what's the challenge? Where is it at? What does it mean? So my live challenge is actually on Facebook. Okay. Um, so if you would go to www, obviously, um, free six figure challenge dot weebly, W-E-E-B as in boy, L-Y dot com. Um, you'll actually find a lot of the information there because it is a private group on Facebook. Okay. So it talks about, you know, how do we get ourselves prepared? Um, it's a free six figure challenge because we don't have to be where we are all the time. We can prepare our lives to be full throttle when the doors open and earn the income that we deserve to have. And we've 
always deserve to have because we've been given this awesome gift of time right now. Yeah. You know, time to pause, time to really think, and time to really set yourself up for your next step. You know, I think about back in beauty school. When I, was, when I was in school and I was like, yeah, I'm going to open up my own salon. I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to be making this amount of money. And then guests flowed in and life happened. And then before I knew it, I was working so much and getting so little out of it. It's like, I wish I had a time to just stop and restart myself. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it. You know, I truly believe that like, this is it. If you don't like what was happening before COVID, how are you planning for yourself to get ready and to create that dream life and create that awesome lifestyle where you no longer have to tell your kids no, mm. where you can say yes to the experiences of seeing joy just on yourself and not feeling so burnt out. So that's why I really wanted to make sure that people had access to um, my challenge um, so they can get themselves a really good plan for when the lights turn back on. One of the things that you sparked in my brain is that I think with everybody I've come into a conversation with in my lifetime, there's been a point in that conversation where we say, if I knew then what I know now, right? And this is that moment of, okay, well, you know now, so now that you know it, what are you going to do? And I think, you know, what you're talking about is something that's going to prepare them. But the Facebook challenge that you're talking about and the website challenge, we're going to put that in our liner notes on the podcast page so that uh, everybody could access it. Uh, how do they find you on the private Facebook page? How do they go about doing that? You could search free Facebook or free, sorry, free six figure challenge and it'll pop up. Okay, perfect. I, I have a page and there's a group for it, um, but it will be. You know, you have to click to be accepted. And there is a little bit of a questionnaire because I want to know about you. I want to know what you're thinking about and um, what your dreams are. Okay. And should they sign up before Wednesday? Because Wednesday is the actual start date, correct? Yes. Wednesday at 1215 is our start date. They can sign up before Wednesday or you can sign up throughout the challenge of Wednesday. Um, I won't take anything down from our challenge until um, the week after. So there could be people that want to join on Saturday, even though the challenge is three days. Mm -hmm. um, And do the challenge for themselves starting Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's okay. Um, And that's allowed because I know myself, I only did it for three days, an hour a day, because I don't have that time of a that kind of attention span. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure that people could get in, get what they want, be effective and get out and still continue their life. Cause I'm a processor. So I have to do it and then think about it and then text Tiffany really late at night and then do it again. <laughs> Cause you know, my brain is awake. <laughs> <laughs> and so is this just for the beauty industry? No, it's for anybody who has an appointment based um, lifestyle. Okay. It's, resonates with me a little bit more um, because I am a stylist at heart. Uh, But anybody who takes a guest, right, and that has appointments and that can create their own world around that and has done that, it's it's always for you. Wonderful. Is there an email address that you'd like to provide or not at this time they could do it? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Nope. You can go to, it's all the same, free six-figure challenge at gmail.com and six is spelled out and it's not the number correct s-i-x correct very cool 
Awesome. So definitely check out the website. There's going to be a lot of tools, a lot of knowledge that's shared uh, in more time than the half hour podcast that we have. Uh, Jeff, is there anything that you would like to add for the people listening? No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got a lot of wheels turning in our listeners' minds. Anna, anything else that you want to add before we uh, end our show? Of course, gratitude to you guys for um, allowing me to come on. And I'm so excited because 2020 is going to be the year of clarity for a lot of people. And I know that you guys starting this podcast was just that slingshot board for a lot of people. So... I wanted to congratulate you and also thank you at the same time. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, uh, with the support of dear friends who have become family, you know, this wouldn't be possible. So uh, thank you for being a part of it. I look forward to being on there and supporting the challenge that you have going on in any way that I can. And I thank you for being on with us today. And thank you, Other Siders, for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you on the challenge and hearing your thoughts and feedback. And until then, uh, remember to share and subscribe and stay healthy. Thanks for listening.